Welcome to Minute Impossible. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to investigate with us the movie Mission Impossible one minute at a time. I'm Jonathan. I'm Chris. <laughs> I'm Dave. I oh, usually let Sean lead on this. Oh, these. I'm Sean. And I'm Sean. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> well, those two confused voices you just heard was Sean German and Dave Palace. They're from Groundhog Minute. And now, Die Hard Minute. Welcome, guys. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, thanks for having us. How you doing, Jonathan? I'm good. <laughs> You guys are going to get to start with us today on uh, Minute 66. We're excited to get started with this. This minute begins with William Dunlow taking his puke bucket into the bathroom and ends with the temperature gauge reading 72.7. So you guys are here in the white room. These are primo minutes. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Yeah, yeah, we're ready. There's a lot of, lot of tension, right. a lot of excitement. This is, uh, these are the minutes. Before we start, Sean, how many of the Ethan Hunt action figures from the movie did you buy? Well, I bought three, so that's... Well, actually, I got my parents to buy three because I was a child. But just wanted to just wanted to check. Okay, just wanted to gauge the room on that. You're the only one who's bought three separate Ethan Hunt Because they all each came with different figures. gadgets and suits. Yes. <laughs> I had to complete the set. You're a weird kid, Dave. Oh, uh, you know. <laughs> so what? William Dunlow, yeah, he's yeah. in the bathroom. Who cares? Uh, we the important part about this minute is we get to see Ethan perform his super cool pirouette from his hanging rig. Yep. Oh my goodness! Uh, I, I want to know how many times uh, or how many hours that uh, crew has put in acrobat training for that. Oh, he's what is it? Well, you have to have what a uh, ten thousand hours to be an expert at something. Yeah. So he probably so ten thousand. Right. He he probably rented a dojo and just like did that for yeah days on end. Yep. Yeah, this is this is uh, you guys actually get the most memeable, most memed shots in the entire movie in these next five minutes. Mm. And the next, <laughs> as this week happens, everything that Ethan does is something that someone's putting a meme like trying to get my boyfriend to love me. That's Mission Impossible. And they use this picture. <laughs> those memes make no sense to me. I just I never understand those memes. But you know, uh, I'm too old for them. I guess. <laughs> my son's over here like oh did you see this meme did you see this meme i'm like i have no idea what you're talking about Dad, <laughs> i've never the hot memes i know i've never felt like an old man in my life until that moment Dad, like, i want a tie pod for dinner <laughs> <laughs> so yeah ethan flips around about 180 degrees and puts his tiny little foot on the console to steady himself so he's gone from a, a bat position with his back mm-hmm. facing the keyboard to flipping 180 degrees around it's yeah. super it's it's my favorite part of the movie is this whole wire work scene because it's so cool. Yeah. It's so incredibly different from any other movie. At this point, no one had done this. No, mm-hmm. not at all. Except in like old, you know, Japanese or Chinese cinema films where they were doing wire work, but they weren't doing it like this, so mm. you know, they want us I to see the it. wires in this one. Why why <laughs> yeah. work for stealth? Like wire work for action, sure. Like you see in like yeah, somebody fly across the room and and they're doing like a kung fu move. But like never for like uh, uh, the 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 reason for stealth, you know. Wire work was always seen to be as like a, uh, as a for action scenes. Yeah, but to see to see it work slowly and deliberately like this is uh, I mean, was new to me at least at the time. Well, well, what's always cool to me about this sequence is it reminds me of that sequence in two thousand one where he's uh, floating around in the in the room trying to change out the cards on Hal, and um, that just the same quietness and the same. Mm-hmm. Movements are very subtle, very, very direct, and uh, only that room's red. This room is uh, white. Yeah, yeah. 
but it's always very, very Kubrick to me in this moment. I think that's deliberate, like in the design of, of oh, yeah. the scenery here, just the, the, you know, this, this room. Um, I think that's a deliberate design. Oh, yeah, choice. yeah. From the, from the get go, I've always said that too. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. It's definitely the most Kubrick moment that, uh, this movie has. And it's, it's definitely De Palma paying homage to Kubrick. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's almost that shot from the beginning of 2001 where the woman, the stewardess stands in that circle and walks, you know, yep. 220 degrees. You know, she walks around the entire thing as it slowly rotates. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's the exact same white tube. Mm-hmm. And, and Sean, to go back to what you were saying, yeah, th- at this point, no spy movie had actually shown this in a practical way. They had either faked it by showing close ups so you never actually saw them, you know, doing the stunt, or they showed them in some way where it was so badly you know cropped together that you're you know it's fake well like like the yeah, old like bond the, films with roger moore and the the, yeah. the rear projection and you know he's not there but or batman 66 you know is all exactly so this this being very practical very real very obviously tom cruise is is kind of the first of its kind and it's thrilling because there's no music no yeah every time every time i watch these uh clips i'm like what's wrong with my sound i'm like oh my god yeah there's no no sound no. there's not even Today they would not do that. There yeah. would be some stupid soundtrack <laughs> slowly playing in the background. Well, it's like That's... like like we had to put up a sign literally that said for the last Jedi at this moment in the film there will be no sound just so you don't have to come out and complain. I mean, I, that's... I, how did you say that? I honestly just still can't believe that 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 was that had to be put in. <laughs> yeah, we got a notice before it came out with the with the hard drive and and from home office saying be aware that this is a, an hour in 50 minutes in, you're going to have this moment and you're going to have audiences not understand wow. it. And I'm not sure, there must have been, what, maybe 10, 12 seconds of silence? It's not like lingers that long. It's enough to shock you. Yeah. But it, but I said, like, by the time the person thinks, I should get out of my seat, like, the action's going to kick back yeah, exactly. in. Exactly. But it's it's the fact that there's still, like, a like a rumble underneath. We've still got subwoofers going and the sound goes out completely that it makes <laughs> people think that the sound got blown out. <laughs> I, I think that's so funny, but yeah, like you're right. In, in, a, in spy action movies today, you would not have this anymore. Like, I think that's one of the reasons why uh, I got real bored of the Craig movies real fast. Was it, it was a little too too action frenetic, and I was like, "What is going on? Like, what is the what's the engagement?" And I just remember it was just more and more violence. Yeah, and the same thing with the Bourne films to me too. I mean, this one, the camera is so still so many of the times that. It's just a simple cut and cut to a very still shot that, I mean, an audience would probably get bored today by this, a younger audience at least, but mm-hmm. it, 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 there's no other way to build the tension like he's building in this scene without those shots. And that's another thing we talked about, I think, earlier in this movie, how at least in, in this one, I mean, in the sequels, there's more, but at least in this one, there's almost no gun violence. Yeah, no, right? none at all, really. Yep. Uh, Ethan holds a gun once earlier on when he's in the safe house at Claire and the, uh, and the, I'm trying to think of, didn't we figure out there were two places where there's, gun, yeah, there's, a, there's, a, there's gun. another place at the end, I believe where a gun is held by another character. Yep. Yep. But like, but like when he holds a gun at Claire in the beginning and earlier in that movie, we like, there's a justifiable reason for it. Yeah. He doesn't know who to trust. Yeah. Like right. everyone he knows is dead. And here comes Claire and we be- we're with him. Like we're in this like almost, psychotic i'm losing my mind like everyone's dead and why is she here yeah so 
And like he he almost he envisions Jim. The first thing he does is envision Claire. It's a bloody Jim ghost. Yeah. Yeah, and in this minute I think the writers felt the same way as you, Dave. They actually were like, We don't need Claire in this scene because for the five minutes you have, she's part of this group. She's not even around. Yeah. This is the most that we've talked about it before, but the the way they wrote her in as a character, and even this movie does it. Um in, in this scene alone, they cut to Krieger, they cut to Luther because they're trying to one, they're trying not to have a completely silent mm-hmm. minute with nothing happening. They're trying to ramp up the tension, but they have Claire doing nothing again. She's not in the scene. She was, she's in the building. She was dressed up like a fireman. She did work for this, but nothing. I mean, like in, in story and maybe in the movie, like they could have had some scenes of her, like either cause she, she can't go in the men's room. So she can't check on, on Don, Don low. So, and the only thing she could do is really go back as and she, and she doesn't dress up as a fireman, so really, yeah, you're right. She must be just sitting in the cafeteria, just waiting. No, um, she's dressed as a fireman again. Doesn't she leave as a fireman because she think, came in as a fireman? No, I think she like is. I think she's. Oh, you're going to cut to that next week, but I thought she was kind of like holding her uh, her mouth with like a, with a, with a handkerchief as she's like being escorted by the others. Oh but yeah, you're right. right. That is exactly right, what yeah. it is. She's. She's acting like she's being uh, having trouble breathing, and I think they're they're escorting her out. I really wish she had better. Uh, I wish she was more of a, a lookout or something in this scene. There's just nothing. Yeah, she- okay, but let, but let's pop. But pocket this for later. <laughs> what if Ethan is keeping her at a distance on purpose? Yeah, <laughs> we'll we'll come to another minutes, but I think he's already suspicious of some other people on this team. So. Yeah. I mean, like I said, he he also he did get dis, what do you call what do they call them dis, dis, disavowed, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like you are playing with gray areas with these guys to begin with, and and, and yeah, like, I don't really know how he knows if these guys are even legit enough to pull this off. But it is interesting that that by the time we get to the the, the last movie that just came out recently, uh, he's got the same sort of relationship with Ilsa Faust, and and he, but he's trusting her a lot more and involving her a lot more in the situations because he has to, you know. Well, so well, as we talked about before, this has changed completely. The Fast and Furious has changed team movies forever. Oh, yeah, definitely. People like teams. This was not a team movie. This was a Tom Cruise mm-hmm. movie yeah. that <laughs> yeah. had a team that was underutilized. Yeah. yeah. Well, the first so, the first two were very much that. I mean, I think the five, I think that's the reason I love five. I think it's finally, it is good. It's like more of a return to form Yeah. where like it wasn't a lot of, it wasn't a lot of gun violence. There was some bad guys shooting guns. But I definitely like the fifth one a lot, and I think he saw that woman uh, as as like he, he saw himself in her. Where it's like, I know you're being screwed over by major parties right now because I was there. I, yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, we'll get to that in a couple of years. Let's move on now to uh, the the around the end of the minute when we see uh, again Ethan's digital thermometer. Um, I this is I guess checking the air. Of the room, and yeah. it's got a big, it's got a big red button on the side. Again, this is what I thought. I thought this controlled the winch originally. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it doesn't. It's Krieger, obviously. It's Krieger powered, but this, this is one of those scenes where I'm just like, what is this thing? Why does it have a cord? What's it attached to? Is it on a cord so he can not drop it? Is it a, is it on a cord because the cord is attached to the sensor? Yeah. See, I, at first, I, I thought it was, it was actually. Uh, attached to the computer in somehow in some way to to confuse the computer and to think that it's always going to be seventy two degrees in there. That's what I thought originally when I was, first saw it. But I, mm-hmm. I'm still 
you know, not really sure the the purpose of it other than to tell us the audience what the temperature is. That's my my peeve is that this room is so sensitive and they've turned off the air conditioners to get inside. And they're probably not going to turn the air conditioners on again until they put the uh, smoke canisters in. So, like, I feel like this room would have just gone off just because the air conditioners aren't on. Yeah, and that's why I thought it was a well, it was a device to keep keep the computer be, on. They must be uh, cooled in a different way because it's the sound. They, it would be going off all the time if air conditioning could be heard. It must be venting air. Same with the rat. Like, the fact that a rat got in the vents and it was, like, yeah, that's... causing the sensor to, like, freak out. We'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. But I said, like, it's like this room should be going off almost, like, daily. <laughs> yeah. We talked about how go often off, this yeah. room goes off and how annoying it is to the woman <laughs> that is standing outside letting William Dunlow into this room all the time. It must go off. All the time. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, but I think it's, uh, yeah, I really, I think that's, that's really all my notes. I mean, here, you know, my, my last note I'll say is, you know, how many times do you have to vomit at work before yeah, exactly. you fall <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's lucky that he works on it in his own, you know? This must be near and dear to your heart, Dave, right? Dave's a little under the weather, so, uh. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I talked just, about yeah. in the last, in the last week with, uh, Heidi. We talked about, have you ever thrown up at work? So, let's ask Sean and Dave, have you ever thrown up at work? <laughs> I no, I never, I never, no, I never got that sick at work. But I, I do remember once I tired myself out. I just kept drinking coffee. My entire body like seized up because it was like gotta do more. They just because I was like working off an empty stomach. I was like overworking myself one day at work. It was like on caffeine alone. I remember like two o'clock, like pretty much crashing at my at my my desk. That's about that's about the worst I've had it. Sean, have you ever puked at work? I have not. <laughs> <laughs> fortunately I'm glad enough, we waited on that one yeah yeah no i've i've had some close calls i get i get migraines i get real bad headaches that uh nothing seems to help they just get worse and worse until i throw up and then i feel fine uh fortunately that's never happened to me at work i've always been able to kind of you know if i don't feel well i'll just i just go home i'm not as <laughs> i'm not as committed as this guy <laughs> if if it's that bad i'm just leaving yeah Mm-mm. you don't want to get everybody else sick Don Lowe should yeah, definitely should. leave for the day. You know, I think the CIA should probably also have some kind of thing where it's like, if somebody's checking in or out of the vault, like, like after a while, it should be like, okay, you're like locked out for a while, you know? Yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> I put the wrong password into my email at work and they they locked me out for half an hour. I feel like that won't, that administrator lady in the room, she should have like, all right, Don Lowe, like you're, you're straight, like we, I know you're sick, like just... Take an hour and you, and like we'll allow you in the vault later. I feel like that would have happened if he kept doing that in and out, in and out. Yeah. Cause it would look, sus- it looks mm-hmm, suspicious, yeah. you know? And that's pretty much where this minute ends. But we do get to talk about Dave's favorite part, which is tech of the app. Sean, welcome to tech of the app. Today we'll start with Chris. Chris, what's the tech of the app for you? Um, I'm going to say that readout because I'm still intrigued by what it does and why it's there. The what? The readout for the 72 point, the, the temperature readout. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I just don't want to know what the red button does on the side. That's yeah. all I want to know. My tech is going to be easy. It's going to be the wire, the wire oh, work. That thing yeah. is low tech, but it is super cool. The yeah. fact that it pivots 360 degrees, both vertically and horizontally. I'm sure we'll put up a link to, to where you can f- go and learn how to do this kind of wire work, just like Tom Cruise. <laughs> get in your uh, get in your expertise. 
Yeah, that does look like it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? We found out last week you can hang upside down for like 20 hours with no ill effects. So hmm. this looks fun. <laughs> Maybe I can't hang upside down for 20 hours, but a human body can. I was going to say, I think my tech would probably be the uh, foldable chair into the computer because it'd make it really easy to like, if, if more of my, uh, if more of the chairs in one's house would just fold up and make it a lot easier. Like you fold into your own like apparatus, it'd be easier to clean. So this is less less of a tech of the app and more of a wish list. <laughs> more of a wish list. Hey, you know, I, we should have talked about this, but there's no mirrors in that bathroom, and like it's, and like the urinals are pretty close <laughs> together. Like that's like a, this is actually a really <laughs> crappy bathroom. Like I wish I brought this up earlier. Just like I'm like, there's no mirrors. Yeah, there's no there's no mirrors, and there's like no dividers between the urinals. Why would oh. there be dividers between the urinals? That's kind I don't of know. I like dividers in the urinals. I like having my little this yeah, is a little privacy space, you know. In Chicago, we just pee into troughs, so yeah, yeah, yeah. everybody's right next to each other. We're a bunch of animals. Yeah. Sean, what about you? Do you have a tech of the app? Yeah, well, there's, there's so much to choose from here. I'm going to go. I'm going big. I'm going this whole room, this whole setup. Uh, this is cool. I, I got to think, room. like, whatever you're doing has got to feel important. You know, if, if you're doing it in this room with just the white walls and the fence and there's no... You know, there's no cat hanging off a tree or, or, you know, motivational pictures or anything. There's just that one isolated terminal <laughs> in the middle of the room. Like, I'm, you know, you could just, you're just checking Facebook, you're checking email, but it's got to, you know, feel like national security issues just, just from the surroundings. I want the whole thing. <laughs> I love it. I think, I think his, his screensavers are all those motivational posters, like the, Kitten hanging off the the limb, <laughs> hanging there, you know, and a rainbow, double rainbows, double rainbows, exactly. <laughs> no, Don, William Dunlow is a sap, and he's he's boring. He his uh, his uh, screenshot is probably a picture of a terrible car that none of us want, <laughs> <laughs> or like a boring lunch sandwich he made, like a PT Cruiser or something. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> PT Cruiser, yeah, it's a PT Cruiser. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that, that's good tech of the app. Well, that wraps up that minute, guys. Uh, we're going to be talking about minute 67 tomorrow. Can you come back? Yes. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yes. I'm excited. <laughs> we want more. We want more minutes with absolutely no music. Last. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> more. Well, you guys have a bunch of different podcasts. Uh, would you like to plug anything today? I know you do. All right, yeah. So uh, my little personal one I do is five minutes of mystery where I just talk to uh, guests about uh, mystery men and we have a lot of fun talking about hank azaria and william h macy and ben stiller uh mm-hmm. and then yeah sean and i are working on uh groundhog minute which is a podcast where we go over uh groundhog day with bill murray that's awesome sean what about you uh well i've got a podcast that i do with uh dave palace called groundhog minute where we cover groundhog day <laughs> one minute at a time um and then, <laughs> and then i've also got a weekly show five minutes of mime and that's at 5minutesofmime.com. You guys can always reach us at Men Impossible on Twitter and on our Facebook group, The Impossible Minute Force, where we're talking about spy movies. And I'm sure Dave's posting a bunch of weird pictures. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> so until tomorrow, I've been Jonathan. I've been Chris. I've been Dave. <laughs> I've been Sean. This minute will self-destruct. <laughs>